After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Down the Biscay. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And pack with trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Five on the Floor Live. You're on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Also, make sure you turn your notifications on. We need to start mentioning that. You got 21,000 subscribers. I think only like a couple thousand have the notifications on. You got to know when we're going to be doing content because we do it all the time here, not just the Heat, but also the Dolphins and the other teams in town. All right, I'll get to who's here tonight. Uh, we did not know show, even though the Heat did. So we'll get to all of that in a second. Do you want to mention our sponsors? Let's start off with the first one, Prize Pictures at code 5, F-I-V-E. Get the initial deposit match up to $100. You go to prizepicks.com, go to the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Again, Prize Picks, download it. You can play two, three, four, five, six players together. Of course, we've got NFL games coming up this weekend, so you can play the NFL and the NBA together if you care to. MMA, boxing, it's all on there as well, as well as NHL. And then, of course, when MLB season starts, they do that too. So go to Prize Picks, use that code, get the initial deposit matched up to $100. I'm not blaming Bam for tonight. He just, I just missed uh, – they gave us a free Luka square tonight, and – Bam and Bam and didn't hit for Brady and I because the Heat played so poorly that they had to take him out. All right, we'll get to our other sponsors in a minute here, but I know people are going to want to get in on the comments tonight. And, and here's all I'm going to say, all right? We, every time we think that this team is starting to make some progress, this happens. And that is just the kind of season it is. And there's just like two seasons ago where we had these moments where like, okay, they're making progress. Oh, they're not. So you have that kind of performance in New Orleans. You followed up in Dallas. Dallas, that building's been a house of horrors for them at times, so it's not totally surprising. But but here's the issue tonight, okay? The issues tonight, the reason that this is problematic for me is that we, we, you're, you went against a team that likes to slow it down. Crotty kept talking about that, right? Like, and the Heat like to play at a slower pace. So you had a team that actually likes to play at your pace, and the end result was getting absolutely blown off the floor shooting 20-something fewer shots than you typically do because you couldn't even get up to your own pace against them. And the one constant this entire season, which is sinking them, and I just don't know what the solution is, 
is they cannot shoot. They just can't shoot. And you're not going to win games where the other team's making 13, 14, 15 more threes than you. That's it. it, it there's nothing really else. We're going to try to talk to you guys tonight, but there's really nothing else to talk about. Like, yes, Jimmy was doubled. Okay, well, they have to learn how to counter that. Bam and Oladipo played with some aggression. Bam, I love the way Bam fights through early troubles these days. Like, when he doesn't play well early, he keeps fighting, keeps fighting, keeps fighting. He, was the, he and Oladipo were the only guys playing. And Tyler, look, happy birthday, okay? It was pretty good early offensively. That third quarter stretch was atrocious. I, it, it basically cost them any chance to get back in the game. He was fouling all kinds of shooters, wasn't making good decisions on offense. They forced no turnovers tonight as a team. They got nothing from their role guys. Like, name a role guy who did something for them. I include Kyle Lowry as a role guy these days, okay? So I know he's not paid like one. They got nothing from him either. So, I mean, Greg, I'll start with you on it. Like, like wh where do we go here? Because I, I, the fans are screaming for trades. And after nights like tonight, like, this felt like one of those cataclysmic kind of, okay, something has to happen now. We don't have the excuse anymore that not everybody can be traded. Everybody can be traded now. So where are we? It feels like inevitably uh, the team needs some sort of shakeup. We can't. We can't run from it like, like this on again, off again stuff. And then um, particularly like tonight, the ball movement, 15 assists is the lowest assist total that they've had all season. They had as many turnovers as they did assists. Like it's just completely disjointed. And it's just interesting to see that they threw uh, – coverages at Jimmy that made the rest of the team kind of paralyzed it to a degree. And what the hell do y'all think is going to happen in the playoffs? So I think we also need to acknowledge that some of who they've played recently has helped them win some games. And maybe we should pause the brakes on how much momentum they're building. And I hate to say that because I feel like a schizophrenic because, and I d don't mean to make fun of, of, of that at all, but it's more like, the last show, I'm like, this team looks like they're a piece away and they're a contender. And now tonight, it's like it looks like it's falling apart. This is a great comment from Alan. We're going to read more of the comments as we come in. But, uh, I, you know, most of the comments are essentially saying this is who they are, right? Like, this is who they are. And, and I think at a certain point, we have to acknowledge that. I saw Jason's comment earlier. We always appreciate the super chat. Uh, Kyle's averaging 3.8 assists over his last 11 games. What exactly does he do on the floor you guys understand the game better than me, so please help me. What does he do? We can't get a player like Monte Morris to do. Honestly, Monte Morris would be an upgrade at this stage. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, the, the, we, we keep talking, saying this about Kyle, okay? There are just too many games where there's no impact. There's just no impact, Brady. Like, it's you get out of it, and you're like, I'm not counting on him. See, that's where we're at right now, okay? I am expecting Oladipo to perform. I am not expecting Kyle Lowry to perform. Now, just think about that. Like, think about where they were, where they are contractually, what Oladipo had to fight his way back from. The fact that the Heat of basically, you know, I mean, we can say that maybe they haven't turned over the keys to Kyle like Toronto have, but they, they basically told him, run this team to a certain degree in the first half. I expect nothing. Like, I, like for, he's, he's a role guy at this stage. And I don't know where they go with it because, I mean, you can continue to roll it out and have an occasional good game, but he may know it. I, I did not know he was on the floor tonight. Yeah, he had, like, two early, like, fast break buckets, and then, like, I don't remember anything that happened after that point, to be completely honest. Uh, and I know the question was, like, what does he do? And I think that's the problem right now is, like, 
we were talking about in our chat in our text chat earlier, Alex kind of pointed out the fact that his issue with it was the fact that he's just not shooting anymore. And I think that's kind of a main factor here where he has three attempts. Like he had the two quick shots early in the game and then he doesn't take a shot the rest of the game. And he's also in an off ball role. And if you're going to be in an off ball role, like I, I'm, if you want to talk about like 3.8 assists, like if you're going to have less assists because you're in an off ball role, because you want the ball in the hands of Bam more and Tyler more and deeper more, you have to be able to hit the catch and shoot three or at least take the catch and shoot three. So that's kind of where my problem uh, is with it at this stage, that there's not really much uh, offensively, specifically to your point earlier that you talked about when the game slows down. Both of his buckets that came in on, on the break when they could speed things up. The fact that Miami likes to slow things down and get into the slow-paced game, and now you're in this back-and-forth half-court game with the Mavericks, that is not, at this stage, Kyle's game. Like he, He's not a half-court player at this stage because he's not taking half-court shots. Uh, and then, obviously, the defensive stuff is a different story because you have guys like Caleb and Jimmy, who, who would supposed to anyway. Kyle would not be at any stage of his career guarding Doncic. Uh, but having to take on these other matchups, and he's supposed to be off the ball defensively. Uh, so there's just it, it's tough to... to kind of measure, I guess, because he is in that role player stage. But to just finish it out really quickly, I'll just say the thing that stood out most to me in this game, and I know Greg was just hitting on it, was really was the fact that they really just put on display the way to guard the Heat. Like That was my takeaway from this game. And I, I said this, when we used to talk about it before, we used to focus so much on the, the fact that Philly doubled Tyler. And we were like, oh, we were so focused on the fact that Tyler, how he was dealing with it. And my takeaway was like, like, why are they doubling Tyler? <laughs> like, in a playoff series against the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. why do you want Jimmy Butler to just pick you apart? Like, that's kind of where I come down on it. And then you see a game like tonight, where then if you just take Jimmy Butler out of the game plan and just double him off the catch and say, we're not going to let you get to the rim, we're not going to let you dribble, we're not going to let you play make. You're, we're going to make force you to just give the ball up, and we'll just bet on our rotations. And how do you, you combine a, a, a game plan where you're doubling Jimmy and get it out of his hands and a game where you shoot 14 threes through three quarters. Like, if there's an absolute balance that you do not want to have, like, that is the balance. And the funny thing is, is that I literally remember doing a podcast after a game in Dallas last year. Mm-hmm. The same exact thing happened. Dallas loves doing this thing to Jimmy. They, they put bigger defenders on him, length on him. I remember, like, we were talking about Maxi Cleaver guarding him and kind of late in the game, and it was, like, all jammed up. They always do this to Jimmy, and it feels like, as much as you don't want to put it out there in the air, like this is the blueprint to kind of stop them offensively, especially at this stage where at least last year you can get by it a little bit because they were the number one three-point shooting team in the entire NBA. Now they're 30th. So if you take Jimmy Butler out of the game plan, don't let him get to the rim. I don't know what you have offensively. And then you have kind of your, your role players that aren't providing really anything. It's all Adipo saving you. It's Tyler for a first half that's saving you. So it just feels like the inconsistencies there were really the problem, I guess. All right, a bunch of comments coming in. I want to get into one more Kyle question with Alex, and then I want to move off of Kyle because I, I, I feel like, honestly, we're almost spending too much time on Kyle overall. I think the Jimmy point is more salient tonight because, um, honestly, the, the Lowry thing to me is lost cause. I mean, we're, that's that's where we're at. I, I know with the money it shouldn't be, but it, it just doesn't look like this is ever going to get right. Uh, this comes in from Leo. When will Spo be held accountable for his awful game plan rotations and lack of adjustments? I think, again, some of this is roster-based, and we have been critical of Spolster lately. I thought we, we talked about the game the other night. Uh, poet, poetic lifestyle, we're just not good enough against teams with great superstars. Typically, they play well against teams with superstars. They, they take, I mean, Dodgers has terrible numbers against the Heat compared to against every other team. Alex, let, let me get to this real quick on Kyle, though, because and, and then I do want to get off of him, okay? Why can't he be 
Mario Chalmers? Why can't he just be a quality catch and shoot? He's been a good three-point shooter over the course of his career. Like, if the ball's not going to be in his hands, like, can't he impact the game in that way somehow? I mean, I think in theory he can. I don't know what's going on with him right now because it felt like even earlier on this season, I was giving him credit for being more willing to launch especially off the dribble from three when, you know, when the shot is there, you don't want him taking bad shots, of course, but I felt like he was showing some of that this season. He, he played with a little bit more uh, pep in his step, you know, and that's not usually things I talk about. He played with a little bit more verve, but it's just like, it's, it looks really different than what he's the way he's playing right now. And even if the role has shifted a little bit, I feel like he's kind of been in this role for most of the season, right? Even with the nuances of it and the fact that they've gone more and more towards the other best players on the team, like he's just not shooting. Like Brady mentioned, it's just, he has to be a scoring threat out there. He can't be five ten Ben Simmons, just not like with being willing to shoot and only wanting to guard up. And, you know, like it starts, that's where I start getting a little bit um, upset when it comes to Kyle, because it's like, whatever, if he hasn't a bad shooting night, he's taking the shots out of there, making the right passes and trying on defense. Then that's what you want from him. But if he's just not shooting, then yeah, it's, he's not making an impact. And at that point, it's like, well, if he needs the ball in his hands to make an impact, well, then yeah, I'm, I'm going back to what you were talking about earlier on about bringing him off the bench. But that's if he's not willing to shoot. All right. I want to mention Lynette because she just posted a comment in here. She's here in the comments all the time. That reminds me that we are sponsored, as always, by our friend Lynette. You can find her at insurancebylynette.com, A, Aggressive Insurance. You can see the phone number right there, 954 954- 581-8800 or go to insurancebylanette.com. You need any kind of insurance, she can provide it for you. She'll sit down with you, go through everything with you, and I'm sure you'll probably talk a little bit of heat as well. Go to insurancebylanette.com so you have everything there, the life insurance, the renter's insurance, and of course, the car insurance. If you have a bad driving record, she is the person to go to. She will make sure that you are able to get insurance so that you can continue to drive. So go to insurancebylanette.com. Again, we mentioned the phone number, 954 581 8800. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk about Tyler. Okay? Because here's the thing with Tyler. Yeah, happy birthday. Kept him in the game for a little bit early. He and Oladipo were the two guys who seemed to be finding some offense. But you can't have a stretch like that, like on the road, like that little three-minute pocket. Like if they had any chance to get back in the game, it was not happening. We can talk about maybe a, a bad call in here or something like that. But, uh, Brady, I'll go to you on this. Like I, they, they, their best players to win, especially on the road, their three core guys all have to play well. And you can't, it's not just about the points that you put up. It's also the other things and not getting cooked defensively and not kind of getting, I felt to me like he lost his head a little bit there. We don't see that from him a ton, but it really cost him tonight. Yeah, for sure. I felt like to his credit, I feel like in the first half, he was getting to his spots. Like it was in that mid range area. It was getting to the floater, the pull up. Uh, And that third quarter was just weird because it felt like, that the technical, like everything happened at once. So like he was being picked on defensively anyway. Like, like I always say, you're in a lineup most of the time with, with Bam, Jimmy, and Depot. So, of course, they're going to pick on you. Uh, and it felt like Luca was kind of having his way against Max and Tyler. Like, he was going at both of them in isolation. And the Heat were kind of – the funny thing is I've wa- – sidetrack really quickly is, like, I feel like I've watched them so much where they, everybody does the same game plan. You throw a double at Luca. The, their shooters were just hitting the night. Like, that was also another factor that was, like, that he was swinging and they were hitting and it was like, okay, this is going to be a long night because most of the time that's not the case. Like that is not usually what's happening. Uh, but Tyler was kind of having a rough time defensively like you would kind of expect, but it was kind of getting to the point where offensively you kind of wanted more. He has 11 field goal attempts tonight. And I, I don't, I think almost all of those were, I think it was like a good portion of those were the first half. Like, let's just say like, he wasn't even getting shots up in the second half. There was just not a lot of flow there. And that's where it comes down. When you mentioned the top three players, like Bam's getting to the point now where he's, he could kind of get his own shot up consistently. But when Jimmy's consistently getting doubled off the catch, like I'm saying, that's when it's time for Tyler at this point to go get the ball and go just go get a bucket. Like, just take over in that way where it felt like he wasn't able to get into that offense. And the big thing for me continues to be now, I think it's over the last two games, he's 0 for 9 from 3. The three-point shooting number is kind of tailing off is, is the rough part because they were collapsing all night, like defensively Dallas was. Like they were collapsing on Bam to begin this game. That's why he started out rough. That's why he started out the game over four. They're blocking the paint for Jimmy. Tyler was able to get some in that in between game, but for the most part, there was an opening on the outside for Tyler to kind of really take off from three. And at this stage, he's just not really kind of at this portion of the season, not able to do that. So it was just a weird middle ground right here. It was a tale of two halves for Tyler, but it just felt like on a specific night where it just it's kind of a sore thumb when Jimmy's not being able to get shots up like he, like he was tonight. So it's just a much harder. You know, the thing I noticed tonight, Greg, is that uh, you can tell when this team is flustered and, and we'll get to uh, Corb- Corbus's comment here in a second. We can tell when this team is flustered when they start missing free throws. Cause they don't miss a ton of free throws. You're right. T- Tyler left one short. Bam missed a couple, which I, you know, again, I thought Bam was fine tonight. Uh, but Bam missed a couple, which you don't see him do that consistently. Uh, they just seemed flustered, and I, I don't know, again, if they were flustered because of the coverages on Jimmy. It feels like a lot of this comes back to that because it, it's it sort of feels like they know they can't shoot now. Like, they're not expecting to come into a game and make 40% of their threes, you know, on high volume. So it's like, oh, they took Jimmy away, and now what? You know, and, and, and it just it doesn't – 
it doesn't look like they know how to counter some of these things. Um, they, that, that's what's frustrating. They haven't been shooting well for like a long ass time now. <laughs> like if we really think back to how long it's been since the shooting took a dip, we're talking the end of last season. So like then the playoffs, it was Jimmy and individual efforts carrying them to some degree. And like, you can't go a whole season like that. So at some point, like you become who you are. Right. And I hate to say like, maybe they don't have the shooters. It's like, we have a t-shirt that says we got shooters. Maybe we, we need to make a new one that says we don't, we don't got no shooters. <laughs> um, um, but it, 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 I hate to just make it that simple, but like this team is not built to, to function without it. And, um, I mean, I'm at a loss for words with this group. This is like the weirdest team because uh, the obvious move here, like to the fan, is take Kyle Lowry and do a big move. And I don't know that that's going to be what the fans get because I I don't know that there's any one thing that can fix this group without the shooting getting fixed. No, I think that's true. I I just think what we're kind of seeing is, Look, the Knicks played Atlanta tonight. I'm going to read Corbis' comment first. Max is shooting 33% from three on uh, the year in the playoffs last season. We have a large enough of sample size. He has value. He's the one they need to move for a pick or player. If they're not going to resign him, they need – if they, well, if they're not going to resign him, they need to seriously consider that. I, I, I've said that. Um, you know, I, I think we are at the point where, you know, when we start talking trades, that you have to get used to the fact that Max, Gabe, and Caleb may be in those trades, okay, and, and, some direction if they're really going to shake this thing up i i, I guess the, the thing is, is is atlanta played the knicks tonight the hawks are a little hotter than they were we saw that they beat the knicks tonight and i just think when you see the inconsistency of those two teams that's where the heat belong right now like that's the pocket of teams that they belong in like they don't right now belong i mean I, you're shaking your head alex but with this kind of shooting like you don't belong in the Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Nets with Durant, uh, Philadelphia uh, group. You you belong with that Atlanta, New York group, uh, honestly. And you, I mean, thankfully, you're ahead of the Toronto group. But that we th- those teams have been inconsistent, just like Miami has been this year. I, I don't. I, I mean, I think the Knicks know better what they're going to get right now out of say Randall and Brunson. Uh, then even Miami knows what they're going to get consistently out of really anybody but Bam. I mean, you don't know if Jimmy's going to play. Tonight was a little bit of an anomaly in terms of performance, but it's where they are. Yeah, and I really you know, couldn't agree more, especially with everything that Leif was talking about there with just how long the lack of shooting has been going on. And I never want to blame it on any one person. I just thought that the max thing was funny because it, it very much felt like in the same tone that we were, you know, everybody was treating Duncan last season mm-hmm. and it just, it happens, right? Like somebody comes out unexpected teams are not really uh, ready for him. The guy is a good shooter. Like I'm not saying he he's not, but I think people have scouted what it is that they do with him. And it's kind of, he's going in a similar cycle that Duncan did. And maybe it wasn't all just about mentality. Like, there's basketball reasons for it. Like the guy's job is to launch a bunch of threes when it comes to Max Struess. And sometimes it's not going to go down and, and they need him a little bit more than they should. Right. Not that you can't trade Max because of that, but it's like, if you're trading Max, you better be upgrading the shooting with whatever you're getting back, because that's just, I don't know how that's going to help you. Even if you do get a four in, in a trade like that. So it's just to me, like this, 
blueprint this and I know I've said this before just too many times already it's the, the thing is now it's like it's the blueprint is not working it just looks like a slightly better version of what's been going on all season because their defense is a little better you have Gabe and Depot who are adding to you know your playmaking and defense so they're just you know they're not losing as many games as as before you know they're beating teams that they should now but it's just a slightly better version right like they've done a good job lately but all of that has been based on them being able to dominate on defense force teams into turnovers which by the way that was just the biggest thing tonight i posted it on our off the floor feed the fact that the mavs had 31 points off turnovers to the heat's 10 and the heat uh committed five more turnovers than the mavs and the heat have been very good at winning that right especially when in this stretch where they've won more than they've lost and so just off of that, the fact that they were even worse than usual from three and that Jimmy had a bad night, you know, it's just that's it from there. Not to mention the Mavs, like like Brady mentioned earlier in the show, your game plan did not work because you you took that gamble that the Mavs shooters were not going to hit enough. You know, they hit 17 threes on a high percentage. So everything kind of reared its ugly head and just went completely opposite of, you know, the way that he wanted it to go. I don't know how much of it was like a spoke game plan thing like, somebody mentioned before he threw everything out there and he mixed it up almost as much as you could have it was just everything went completely against the heat's favorite tonight well look we keep seeing this too we keep seeing like mediocre three-point shooters get off against miami but by the way he ended up having to depend a little bit just too much in that in between mid-range like they've been good at it but that's kind of what they end up settling for when all the other shots are not going down and they're not able to get lanes towards the rim they they keep allowing mediocre three point shooters to get off against them, and yet their own supposed good three point shooters are not shooting the ball well. And I I do think there is something to the way that Max has been scouted, but it's also the fact that they don't really have two plus three point shooters on the floor at the time most most of the time. If you had if you're in a starting lineup where Kyle is reluctant to shoot at all, okay, Tyler's in a bit of a slump. We know Jimmy and Bam are not three-point shooters. This keeps coming up, and it is a reality. And, I, look, their two best players are not three-point shooters. They are one of the few teams in the league where neither of their two best players is a three-point shooter. It's just it's, – it's very counter to the way that most current teams have been built. And so, you know, that – meanwhile, I'm getting texts from friends that he should trade for LeBron. Yep, just make that happen, even though that actually can't happen before the deadline. Um, the, the, Wait the till thing June. Is, right, right, exactly. But, but the thing is, like – you, you, when you have that kind of kind of construction, then every one of your three point shooters has to be willing to shoot and shooting at a high level. They don't have any of that right now. They had, you know, Gabe playing well for a couple of games. Max had a slightly better stretch, but it's not like they're throwing a bunch of shooters on the floor and okay, one guy is slumping, but another guy's picking it up. There's literally nobody doing it. And, and this is why we keep coming back to this. Everybody keeps talking about the power forward. I agree with the whole power forward situation, but they need a shooter more than they need anything else. Like, none of that is going to matter. Uh, shooting you know, forward. Uh, unless well, listen, in, in, in the 15 games in December, Tyler shot 42% from three, and um, he's on the season at right around 38, 37%. Mm-hmm. Like, if they could just get everybody up to that percent, like, that would be fine. It's the issue is that you got all these other guys around him that can't shoot, like Kyle. Um, and so that that's where, when you talk about needing a shooter, I don't necessarily know that Tyler's the big issue there as much as that just all these other guys that were specialists 
are um, not so special it, at that special skill right now. Well, you know, it's a specialist problem. I mean, other teams have specialists that are contributing. The Heat don't have that kind of specialist. And, and the thing with Tyler is it's exacerbated because when he has defensive issues and he's not making threes, but obviously yeah. we don't put Tyler in the same category as the others. Um, all right. I want to mention one more sponsor here. And then we're just going to get to some comments uh, and let you guys kind of finish this thing off. I'll try to get to them quickly as we go forward. We do want to mention odmpsi.com. That's ODM Performance Solutions. You're looking for uh, C-suite level, uh, level leadership all the way down. Also, call centers. They can run that for you as well. Go to odmpsi.com. That's odmpsi.com. We will give you the ODM Performance Solution of the game. We've kind of given it to you already. They need to shoot the ball better. It's just really that simple. Let, let's get to some comments here. This is from Jason. But the way the role players are playing this season, there's no justification for overpaying any of these guys going forward. Also, Caleb isn't a four. I guess the only positive to look at here, Greg, and we'll, we'll close it here, uh, is that, you know, fool's goal didn't stay gold the whole year. So, in other words, okay, you've already signed Caleb to a contract that would still be attractive to other teams, so you haven't boxed yourself in a corner there. For sure. But now, if you were going to overpay Max and Gabe, you're not going to do that because doing that doesn't solve really any of this team's problems. I'm not saying you wouldn't resign either, but I'm saying you're going to be much more judicious about this than maybe you otherwise would have been. Yeah. And, and then also, And also, I do think that it's become pretty damn clear that you cannot have Kyle Lowry in the last year of that contract playing at this level next season as a starter. That it's, I mean, literally, if he comes to training camp as a starter next year, it's like wave the white flag. So I, I feel like at least they've gotten some answers on some of that stuff. And to that point, I feel like, yes, there's been signals that they likely are going to keep what Spo calls the big four together through the end of the season. If something pops up, they yeah. gotta look at it. They gotta look at it. Yeah, I saw, I saw I saw that report today, and I saw people come in with comments about that. And everybody knows the respect I have for Barry as a reporter, and obviously I know how these things work and how they come from the organization. I heard it uh, too. <laughs> I I understand. We all heard it. I, I I just think this. Okay, I think it is what they have to say. I I just come back to that. I think it's what they have to say is that. Kyle's still part of the big four. You cannot devalue your own player and then try to move him. It's one thing not, you know, it's one thing we talk about not, not like showcasing a guy. Okay. I don't think they do that just to try to trade a guy. They don't do that like other organizations do, but you're also not going to basically take Kyle out of your big four and say, Oh, by the way, he can still play. It's just not working in our system. I don't think that they're going to do that right now. I think they understand that this is not enough, okay? I, I know Heat fans think they're asleep at the switch. They, they're not asleep at the switch, okay? They were waiting for contracts to become vested, so they have all their options here together. And then it may take a little bit of time to get this thing done. I mean, they're exploring options around the league. They, I know they've been talking to teams, but I think that they're boxed in a little bit right now. I'm not going to make excuses for them because we did that with the Mitchell and Durant thing this summer. They're boxing a little bit, but I don't, I don't think a lot of teams around the league are really clear on what they're going to do yeah. right now. Uh, and Brady and I have talked about this on Step Back, but pretty much everybody's average this year. Like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's not that many sellers. No, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Heat's record, and I'm like, okay, well, they have a better record than Golden State, which just won the championship. They've got a better record than the Clippers. They've got a better record than uh, than Phoenix, which won sixty something games last year. So, I, I, I just, I'm not, again, I'm not excusing it. The Heat's performance has not been good enough, but it is a reason why it's a little harder to see. Okay, who's trading guys right now? Or who thinks that they're going to try to move forward? I think there's going to be a lot of shuffled pieces 
teams that are, you know, they're, they're, they're just maybe trying to, they're looking for one position instead of another position. It's not going to be like it's been in past years where it's like, okay, this team's out of it and they're dumping. I, I just, I don't, there aren't that many teams that are out of it. I mean, the Lakers, we say they're out of it. I mean, literally, AD's coming back next week. If LeBron plays at this nuclear level the rest of the year and they add a couple of shooters, I mean, they yeah. could win two playoff series. Like, you know, so I, I, I just think that's where we're at. All right, thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to our sponsors, insurancebylanette.com, odmpsi.com, and prizepix. Use that code five. Uh, we will, three of us will be at the Pelicans game on Sunday. So we'll have coverage for you there. Make sure you turn on your notifications. Uh, we'll have more coverage throughout the week. Thanks for all the comments today. I always thank you for the super chat. I hope I got to all of them. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.